Amen. So Christian stewardship, I'm taking it from 2 Corinthians chapter 8, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1 to 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1 to 5. Are we there? Okay, I'm, I'm going to read from here. Say, moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. Verse 2. That in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep, out of the abundance of their joy and deep poverty, bounded in the riches of their liberality. Verse 3. For I bear witness that according to their ability, yes, and beyond their abilities, they were freely willing. Verse 4. Imploring us with much urgency that we would receive the gift and the fellowship of the ministry of the saints. And verse 5. And not only as we had hoped, but they first gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. Praise the Lord. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for the reading of your word. Thank you for the power in your word. Thank you for the grace in your word. Thank you, Father, Lord, for the, the lifting in your word, the understanding in your word. And thank you for the revelation you are giving to us in your word. To you alone, Lord, be the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, I give you the background of that scripture. You know, when there is, when you read the scripture, there is always reason why the scripture was written, and why why it was written, and uh, under the condition for which it was written, and then the purpose for which it was written. Praise the Lord. Now, I'll give you the background of that scripture, of that passage. Now, the early church started in Jerusalem, and then they were majorly the Jewish world. Was populated with the Jews, was made up, was made up of Jewish people, like the Jew people, rather, the Jews. Started the early church in Jerusalem. And after some time, the thing spread to Antioch and Samaria. Right from Antioch, a new ministry started with Paul and Barnabas. Apostle Paul and Barnabas started a new ministry from there and then took the church from predominant Jews to the non-Jewish nations. Praise the Lord. So they went, when they took the gospel from the Jews to the non-Jews nation, there was a problem. The problem was that the Jews world, the, the Christian Jews, 
they didn't want to accept the non-Jews churches on the basis that they were not correct Christians, just to speak, because for you to be a correct Christian to them, you must have to be circumcised. I know circumcision emanated from the history of the Jews, and it's one of the things they treasure so much. So, so they believe that because this, the, the non-Jewish Christians were not circumcised, and they didn't want to accept them as true Christians. Praise the Lord. But today we all know that, that Christianity is not about circumcision. Praise the Lord. Amen. Christianity, to become a, a good Christian, it's not even when, when you um, confess your sins. Do you know that it's not even confessing your sins? Say, I confess my sin. No, uh, no, 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 no. You don't have, you don't even need to confess your sin to become a good Christian. Praise the Lord. An unbeliever does not have to confess his sin to become a good Christian. Because which sin is he going to confess? The only people that confess sins and get what well, is, is a believer. It's only a believer that confesses their sin and God is just to forgive and forgives you and you are your own. But a non-believer don't confess sin because they cannot be counted the sins they come. They are not on sins they have committed. They are sin. A non-believer is a sin. It's not a question of what is it called? Is it called? what is it going to confess? He is sin. And that is the sin that Jesus came to root out from humanity. Praise the Lord. The only group of people that confess sin and God is will, sorry, sorry, has already given to forgive them is believers. When you do something wrong, we know that your, your, your spirit and you know, the, the devil want to the kind of uh, accuse you and thank them to go to hell. Thank you, Father, for forgiving me. You are forgiven. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So what does non-believers do? All they do is they receive Christ. They confess Jesus, not sin. A non-believer becomes a Christian by confessing who? Jesus. And not sin. The moment he confesses Jesus, he, he turns from being a sin to saint. Praise the Lord. Anyway, I'm, 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 I'm almost diverted there. Now, the Jewish nation, the Jewish churches were antagonizing the non-Jews because they were not circumcised. Praise the Lord. But something remarkable happened. The church spread to other nations, to Thessalonians, to Salonians, to Colos, to Corinth, and all that. There was a very severe famine. Praise the Lord. And this famine hit the Jews' churches. Paul was leading the non-Jews' churches. And then there was a serious famine. And this famine hit the Jews' churches severely, and people were dying. And then Paul took it upon himself to now appeal to the non-Jews' churches to help their brothers. Praise the Lord. So they did not work on the fact that they had been rejected by the Jewish churches. 
And the Bible said that they gave generously. They gave generously. They donated to save the Jewish church. But out of them, there were some churches too that they didn't give. So Paul was writing this passage of the scripture to the church that didn't give. He was telling them, look, I, you, and especially the current church was very spiritual. They speak in tongues. He was saying, you are very spiritual. You speak in tongues. You do fellowship. But you are very stingy. And Paul was blasting the churches that failed to give. And in the course of that, he laid out seven characteristics of giving. Praise the Lord. So my business this morning is to run through these seven characteristics of giving and we'll share the grace. And I'd like you to take your pen and paper and come with me. I'm not preaching, I'm teaching. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, based on this passage of scripture, I'm going to talk about seven characteristics of the Macedonian church under which uh, Corinth is, which Apostle Paul commended and recommended to the churches that did not give, that were stingy. One, number one, we start giving by first giving ourselves to God. This is what the churches in Macedonia did first. In verse 8 that we read, the scripture says, they gave, they first gave themselves to the Lord. That is where the Christian stewardship starts. It doesn't start from tongue blasting. It doesn't start from speaking in tongues or from showing off or whatever or singing or whatever. It starts from you giving yourself to the Lord. If we don't give ourselves to the Lord, we cannot give anything else to him. If you don't give yourself to the God, you cannot give anything else to God. So it begins from first and foremost, giving yourself to God. Hallelujah. If you don't have good fellowship with God, then giving to him becomes extremely difficult. You don't have good fellowship with God. Giving to him will be difficult for you. So I want to beseech you. Give yourself to God. Praise the Lord. Number two. We understand giving when we give ourselves to God's work. Meaning that apart from you giving yourself to God, then you also give yourself to the work of God. Notice that the Macedonian church also gave themselves to the mission of Apostle Paul. The scripture says in verse 4 that they participated in the ministry of saints. When people commit to God's work, it is easy for them to give to God's work. For instance, if you are in a church and all you do is just to come to church and then when the church closes you take your bag and go you are not starting you are not in any department you are not doing anything 
you just come to church and go, then you are yet to give yourself to, to God's work. You must be involved in one thing or the other. If you are not doing anything, it is difficult for you to give to God's work. And you fall into the group that the Paul was addressing as singing. Because there's one of the things that distinguishes you that you love God is what you give to God. It's not what you say in your mouth. It's not the fellowship you attend. It's not the tongues you speak. It's not the scriptures you quote offhand. What shows your heart that your heart is in God is what you give. And that's why Jesus was saying, for where a man treasure is, that is where his heart is. I don't teach out of my head. I teach based on the scripture. So everything I'm telling you is scripturally based. I know there are people there that would talk philosophy at a time where, at the time when I was on that level has passed, I would teach philosophy, this human wisdom. I don't pass that level. I, I now teach strictly based on the scripture. Praise the Lord. So you must see yourself as a partaker of the ministry. You must see yourself involved. And only then can you be really involved. As I want somebody to say I'm involved in God's work. Hallelujah. Number three, we practice giving when we give faithfully according to our ability. Start by giving according to your ability. That's where you start from. Note that verse 3 of our text reveals that they did not just give their heart to the Lord, but they did not just give themselves to the work of the Lord by mouth, but they practically demonstrated it. They faithfully gave according to their ability. Hallelujah. Everybody can give. I think the other time, uh, what were you doing then? Oh, John, John gave 500 naira. That's a young, master, a small boy. Praise the Lord. And it was a big amount. You give according to your what? Ability. Nobody is forcing to give. But we are encouraging you that it is necessary that you give. That means that they gave based on what they are able to give. That is how consistent giving begins. You start from there. Hallelujah. Four. I'm going I'm giving you seven. I will close now. Very long. Number four. We grow in giving when we give beyond ourselves. Three was that 
you give according to your ability. But you don't remain there. If you get to a level where you give beyond yourself. God, the Bible says that we walk by faith. If you get to a level where you give by faith beyond what you have, beyond your ability. You start by giving based on your ability, but when you want to grow in giving, you will give beyond yourself. So, in verse 4, the scripture we read, Apostle Paul says that they gave according to their ability and beyond their ability. It's there. It's there in your scripture. The Bible. They gave according to their ability and beyond their ability. Which means you can give according to your ability. You can also give beyond your ability. The church may call for a contribution. And I have 10,000 naira in my account. And I come out and I say, I'm giving 20,000. That is giving beyond my ability. Praise the Lord. And you cannot give beyond your, your ability and remain the same. God is never indebted to anybody. And one of the best ways to challenge God is by giving. Praise the Lord. Amen. And that is a level we should ought to be given our tithe as believers, as new, new creation believers. That people in the old that were conscripted to uh, uh, legal terms, to law, and they gave strictly based on 10%, because that was how God established and introduced tithe by 10% as a minimum. Praise the Lord. Now that we, that the people that were in grace, now that we are now that they were not in grace, now that we that are now in grace should not limit ourselves to ten. But if you have not started at all, you can start from ten percent. But we shouldn't limit. We are more than that. God didn't give us ten percent salvation. God gave us hundred percent salvation. He gave us the entire Jesus. He shed the entire blood of Jesus for us. So we are indebted to him more than 100%. And you see some people, even to give 10%, they are shaking like a lizard. Praise the Lord. 10%. What is 10%? 10% is of the old. Praise the Lord. God just wanted to introduce tithing. One area where you'll be constantly giving to the church so that there will be meat in the church. That is for the church. It's for the ministers, for the Levites, for the needy, for the orphans, for the aged. It's not for, for, for building. It's not for structures. Tithe is not for structures. Anytime they want to build, anyone they want to do anything in the church, or buy instrument, whatever, they call for contribution. And you see people contribute. Praise the Lord. We need to know the Bible. Some people don't know. Hallelujah. So they gave beyond their ability. So to grow in giving automatically means to grow in blessings. If you grow in your giving, you are growing in your blessings of the Lord. Hallelujah. Like I said, our salvation is what? 100%. 
We are also to appreciate God 100%. I don't give 100%. I mean, I don't give 10%. I'm a new creation uh, 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 person. Some of you can start with 10% when it comes to tithing, but I give what I have at time. Praise the Lord. Amen. Once I have money in my pocket and I'm already looking for what is needed in the church. Praise the Lord. Number five. You don't give only when you have it. We don't give only when you have it. Because if you base it on that, you will never be satisfied that you have it. Because there's always there will always be one need or the other you need to do. And then you will say, Oh, I don't have it yet. And you will never give. Paul says here in verse 2, he says, We are told that out of their deepest poverty, they abounded in riches. He said, Apostle Paul is saying that. By the way, these Macedonian churches didn't give because they were rich. You don't have to be rich to give. You give to become rich. You give to become rich. And you give to maintain your riches or to grow more. There is always a higher level to aspire to. And that's why everybody gives. The billionaires, they give because they want to be more, much more. So the Macedonian church that gave in that situation were not because they were rich. They gave because they should give to their brethren and to the work of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. The Bible says that they gave in their deepest poverty. And when they did, it broke the chain of poverty in their life. They gave in poverty. And for that singular reason, the chain of poverty was broken in their life. Abundance was released. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, somebody. So, we don't wait until the day we have more than enough before we give. Want to break the chain of poverty in your life? Give. Want to be released from bondage? Give. Want to show God that you love him? Give. Want to show Pastor Charles that you love Pastor Charles? Give to him. Even if it is 100k, I will manage it. Even if it is my shoe, bring it. Give. All the ministers, give. Give to your brothers. Give to your pastors. Give to the need of the church. Sometimes I don't even need to be told that something needed in the church. Just look around and, say, and they give. And you cannot remain the same. You can't remain the same. You can't give and remain the same. Can I hear amen? amen? We should get out of this dumbness. I'm prophesying to you. Receive it. I say you cannot remain the same. Amen. 
any power that wants to keep you stagnated is hereby destroyed. Anyone that comes to you in the dream to kind of manipulate you is defeated. Listen to me. God's hand is upon your life. God is your God. He has gone before you. He's making the crooked way straight and making the rough path smooth. You will not be smitten in the night. Then that by the moon and by the somebody there. Because God is your God. Somebody say, I hear you. Praise the Lord. Number six. We excel in giving when we operate through God's grace. The Macedonian church gave through the grace of God. Can't read them. Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse two, and then Romans twelve, verses six to eight. You can read it at home. What I want to tell you is that the Macedonian churches have the gift of giving. Giving is a gift, and the Bible says that we should covet good gifts. So if you don't have the gift, covet it. And God is willing to give it to you. Pray for the grace of giving because there is so much blessing in giving. I just refuse to talk about it today. Sometimes I will take you back to the basis and start again. So that you know what type is. Some people give money to uh, Motherless baby home or whatever orphans, and they say that is their tithe. <laughs> it's funny. That cannot be your tithe. That's just your giving. Praise the Lord. But you don't pay Peter to you don't rob Peter to pay Paul. If you are doing that, you are robbing Peter to pay Paul, and Bible is against that. It is good to give to the the motherless baby home, the orphans, or whatever the, the orphanage and other. For your tithe is strictly commanded for the church. Praise the Lord. So, if you don't have the grace of giving, covet it. Somebody say with me, I have grace. I have the grace of God to do all things. To work for God. To give to God's work. To give to the needy. I have the grace of God to abound in giving in the name of Jesus. Now, finally, number seven. We enjoy God's continual supply. We enjoy God's continual supply. When we give willingly and joyfully. Hello? We enjoy God's continuous supply when we give willfully and joyfully. Let me read 2 Corinthians 9 6 8 for this. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart. Not grudging or of necessity, 
For God loves a cheerful giver. Verse 8. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you. And what I say in verse 6, and number 6. God is able to make what? All grace abound. Grace for whatever. Grace for giving, inclusively. <clears throat> Always having all sufficiently in all things. May have an abundance for every good work. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The Lord's grace, grace for all things will be bestowed on you. A grace for every good work will be bestowed on you. The grace to excel in life will be bestowed on you. Where others are struggling and failing, the grace to go through it with ease and succeed will be bestowed upon you. Grace to succeed in life. Grace to get things done with ease. Grace to excel. Grace to stand out. Grace to be lifted. Grace to be in the family of God with a unique ability shall be rested on you. Grace for a better tomorrow in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> 